0: Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. You're listening to episode 123 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host Colleen Gerber, Two time kidney recipient and Life Bank staff member. Mother's Day can certainly be bittersweet for many of us. If you have lost your mom, like I have, or if you lost a child, our hearts go out to all donor moms who may have been struggling this past weekend, including our guest on this episode, Molly Markins. Molly and Curtis Markins lost their 20 year old son, Garrison, just last July. Molly is here this morning to not only share their story, but talk about how tragedy has turned into triumph for her family. Molly, thank you so much for being here and talking with me.
1: Absolutely, I'm
0: glad to join you. Molly, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about Garrison, what he was like when he was a a child and then growing up to a young man. That's
1: so easy to do. Um, Garrison was a little two-pound, 11-ounce, 10-week early baby boy that came to us because we had custody already of his older siblings. He was a little foster child when we got him. We ended up adopting him just six days after his first birthday, along with his other siblings. And Garrison, in in his early life, dealt with a lot of medical issues. He was, like I said, he was very early, premature, dealt with lung, dealt with a lot of neurological issues as far as seizures. He dealt with a lot of cardiac issues because of some prenatal drug exposure. And we were told a lot of times in the hospital that we were never going to get him home, that we were never going to get another day with him. I can't even begin to have the number of times that I was told that it was my last night holding him in NICU, in PICU, in any ICU that he was been in and in an ER. Um, we even had at one point that Garrison had to be life from one hospital to a children's hospital because they thought that he was having a stroke at the age of three. So his early life was very troubled with medical. As he got older, he started growing out of things, between medications, between just precautionary things that we did, following up with things, working really closely with a great team of specialists at Akron Children's Hospital with him. We got him off meds one at a time. And then late elementary school, he started to almost look like a normal child. We still had breakthrough seizures. We still had breakthrough issues with his ears. He went through 16 ear surgeries due to malformations of his gestation tube. And once he got into the later years of elementary years, he started like being able to play sports. He finally got cleared to play football in fourth grade. And the smile that was on that little boy's face when his cardiologist said that he was clear that he could go ahead and play football. It was a day and a look on his face that I'll never forget.
0: Oh, how sweet.
1: I can remember there was a day that he was Probably five or six years old, and we were at my grandma's, and and he was looking out the window to the outside where all of his siblings were out in the front yard and were playing, and and other ones were in my grandma's pool swimming. And he looked at me and he's like, "Mommy, can I please go outside and play?" And I said, "Buddy, because of your heart, we can't. You ha- your heart is sad and it doesn't feel good, and so we can't have you out there active and playing because the exertion would put a stress on his heart. And and we were told like he can't go run and play and it was so difficult to to tell him those no's. And then when he got to eight and nine, and we're like, you get to play football, which was his dream. He just wanted to play football. And then getting into middle school, the seizures started to kind of take a back seat, and he started to blossom into this amazing athlete. I mean, I can't even put into words, he just made us all speechless coaches, parents, friends. He was a three-sport athlete, probably could have been a six-sport athlete if he chose to be. (laughs) What a transformation, though. Correct. Football was his passion. And secondary to football, but a close, close second, um, was definitely track and field. He was a state-placing sprinter as well as a long jumper from middle school through high school. He was involved. um, He played basketball through his freshman year. And at the end of his freshman year, he said, you know what, Mom, I like basketball, but I don't love it. And he goes, but I really like track. And I said, OK, so so playing basketball. We started Garrison and I one on one a lot of weekends um, from his sophomore, junior and senior year. We were one on one nearly every weekend doing indoor track. So I would sit down with Garrison early in the season and say, OK, this is you know where we can go. We obviously would pick the close ones, but then because he was wanting to move on to be an athlete in college, we also picked some of the bigger ones. We were at Marshall University one time. We, of course, went to Ohio State, Kent State, Youngstown State. Um, We were at University of Kentucky one year. So every weekend we're doing that. And then he had to maintain that he was in the top 20 in the state to be able to make it to state. So we had to you know, of course, after every Every competition, we had to, like, look the following Tuesday, Wednesday for the new update and times and rankings, and one by one, the weekends went past, and he was, Garrison, you're still sitting number two in the state. Garrison, you're you're sitting number four. You're, wow. you know, um, oh, you're back up to number two, and, and so we would plan it out, and the last day that you can qualify is here. If you're not sitting close to the top or you're real close to the bottom, like, Do we need to go and put one more time in? And so it became a strategy thing. And and it was great for me, especially as a mom with Garrison, that we had that one-on-one time. A lot of times it was just Garrison and I, and and he and I got to the point that we would sit down and strategically plan where we were going. And I cherish every one of those minutes because now, especially that they're gone, it was conversations that may not have happened. And I'm thankful for those because I learned a lot about my son during those times. And now our school is actually doing a school-sponsored winter indoor track team. And part of me is jealous for Garrison that he didn't get that team camaraderie because it was just him and his mom. Um, But the other times, I'm glad they didn't because I wouldn't have the memories that I have.
0: Yeah, that one on one time mm-hmm. with him, just mom and, yeah. and garrison. What exactly. was his personality yeah. like?
1: Garrison, I tell a lot of people, was an old soul. He loved beyond everything. He he just wanted the best for everyone. He saw the best in everyone. He was almost to a fault trusting. Um mm. there were some times that we had to go Garrison. Do, do you hear what you're saying? And if we were doing that, you would get on us because we were trusting too much. I know, but I really think you should always give somebody another chance. And, and so it was difficult sometimes to, to get him to not trust, but at the same time to tell him that he needed to trust. But he, he had a, a smile that would light up a room. To know him was to love him. And you would be hard pressed in our town to walk up to anyone that knew Garrison and find a bad word said. Mm. And I don't say that just as his mom. Anybody that wants to say, oh, she's just saying that because it's his mom. And I would encourage you to go on Facebook and look up Garrison's Legacy, which is a Facebook page that we've started, because we're really trying to push for awareness, education, and the need for donation, both living donations as well as after-death donations four organs. And and we're using that as Garrison's legacy. And the stories, I've asked, you know, people that join, please, it helps my heart when I'm having a bad day to go on and to read the stories, whether they're funny, whether they're serious, whether they're sweet, share the memories and and just the memories that have been shared with us since his passing have truly been a blessing. He was a miracle. And and we've said it a lot of times, and, and even our local news reporter, when he wrote an article on Garrison right after he passed, the headline, it hit home with us, that he was a miracle in life, which he was. He truly was, because we were told we'd never get him home. Um, And a miracle in death,
0: which he was. Absolutely. For several people. Absolutely. So. And if you're comfortable, I'd like to talk about mm-hmm. that. First of all, what was the circumstances surrounding Garrison's death? It was very shocking
1: to us. Um, as I said earlier, Garrison had some cardiac issues when he was younger and they don't know fully what caused it. I mean, he had had a, a long bout of COVID, which, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, that's the fault. We don't know that. Um, Was it just because he had cardiac issues prior? We don't know. But on July 9th, Garrison was at Walmart and suffered a sudden cardiac arrest. Um, He was taken directly to the emergency department here at a local hospital. He was revived fairly quickly, just with a couple rounds of CPR and epinephrine. And he was placed on a ventilator. But unfortunately... The time period that Garrison was down caused a traumatic brain injury that was not survivable. Like I said, he had the cardiac arrest on July 9th. On July 11th, they did some further testing and were able to tell us that Garrison was basically brain dead at that point. So we, you know, took time. We let friends come in. We, of course, at that point, then were put in contact with Life Bank and, and all the testing started for that. And Garrison passed then on the 13th of July at 916 at night, very peacefully with my husband and I sitting with him. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: You said Garrison was a miracle in, in his passing as well. And Absolutely. when we looked through his medical chart for, from LifeBank, His liver was recovered and received Mm -hmm. by a 58-year-old woman. His right Mm -hmm. kidney was received by a 66-year-old woman. And his left kidney was received by a 52-year-old man. And in addition to the organs, he also donated heart valves, cornea, and full thickness skin. And he was able to be a participant in a very special project called the Apollo Project. Wow. What gifts of life he left. That is certainly a legacy for you and Curtis and your whole family. What was your donation experience like?
1: We actually had an amazing experience as amazing as it can be when it's not a very positive one. Um, in the making to begin with but the team at life bank was amazing to us and they continue to be amazing to us with different things that we're doing as far as trying to increase awareness about the need for organ donation and to push for education so many people ask us you know how could you let them just take your baby into an or you know them thinking he went in alive and they just took his organs And i'm like no you don't understand he passed away first so that was definitely something that we've had to do education wise. And now the reason why I bring that up is because I didn't understand how that whole process played out and and I'm a nurse and I, I'm not afraid to say I didn't know how that whole process played out because it just wasn't something that I had experienced. Um, they were wonderful at answering questions. I know Dina has been fabulous with we've been put in communication with his recipients and It's been an amazing experience with with that whole process and how that's played out Um, Or on the Facebook page, interacting with people. Alyssa has been great with that as well. And and we're glad to be working with LifeBank to help, um, like I said, keep pushing for Garrison's legacy. Due to COVID, Garrison didn't get his driver's license until he was 18. And when they asked him if he wanted to be an organ donor, he looked at me and I said, buddy, you're 18. That's your choice he said, but mom, something like that, that's something that you would have to deal with. And I said, you're correct. And I'll do whatever your wishes are. And he turned and looked at the lady behind the counter and said, I want to be an organ donor. It was one of those times that I was so proud of him. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) But the thought process that I was going to have to live through what I've lived through now was also heart-wrenching. I've always been an organ donor. I've always encouraged children to be organ donors. And I couldn't be more proud of him for that,
0: for that choice. Well, I mean, obviously, his legacy was wide. He, you know, he is he is still helping so many people. Yeah. So many people.
1: He is, and we fortunately have gotten to see um, stand the smiles um, of two of his recipients through pictures that have been shared, through stories, through communication. The the lady that received both his right kidney and then the one that received his um, liver. Have both been amazing. Um, and as well as the extended family of um, the lady who received his liver, her daughters, they have been in contact with us. The lady that received the liver, they have made donations and have shared for Garrison's legacy team for the gift of life walk and run. And we've gotten donations from them for his team and from the families and friends of them, um, which has been a huge blessing. And they've all joined his Garrison's Legacy Facebook page to help us really push for awareness, education, donation, because obviously, especially these two ladies, they understand how much life
0: is different now because of, of our son. And, you know, it's it's a blessing. And truly is a second chance at life. These ladies... And gentlemen who received his organs are living life because of Garrison.
1: Yesterday, I actually had a conversation with a lady that received his liver. And and one of the things that she said to me was she said, Molly, I just really struggle with grief and with guilt. And I, I simply said to her, I said, you know, I don't want you to struggle with that. I don't. Because the realization of it is that even if we would have said, no, we don't want to donate Garrison's organs. Which was all right, even though Garrison had chosen to be, because I still had to sign those papers as his mom. Yeah. Um, You know, so it was all right to say, no, we just can't deal with that right now. But I knew to honor Garrison, to honor Garrison's wish, and to make it that no other family had to hurt the way that we were hurting, because for all we knew, his organs were going to go to another 20 year old that it was saving their son. Because at the end of the day, my reality wasn't going to change. My reality and my family's reality was always going to be that Garrison was going to pass away. And it, the choice to make sure that he lived on in another way
0: was an easy one to make. Wow, my so, when you look at the recipients, they may not be twenty year olds or young people. Yeah. However, they could be moms or aunts. And they or are dads, you know? And, and grandmas. And, and grandmas. <laughs> and it's that whole network of people. Yeah that, that yeah, is, you're right. is a ripple effect. It really is. A hundred percent. Wow. A hundred percent.
1: So yeah. And again, Yes or no, whether you choose to do organ donation, it's not going to change your reality. It, it wasn't going to change at the end of the day. It wasn't going to change my reality at 9-16 on July 13th. hmm Yeah. The only way that I could have changed future with the situation with Garrison was to allow his recipients to live on. hmm and I would have wanted somebody to do that for my son. And so it was an easy choice to make. It wasn't an easy signature to put on a paper,
0: but it was an easy choice. That's so beautiful. Molly, you know, you are starting a foundation and yes. you want to bring attention and awareness to organ and tissue donation. That is if- correct somebody wants to get involved what would you suggest would be the best thing for them to do
1: first and foremost get that driver's license sign up be you know put that that heart on your driver's license yes i want to i want to give the gift of life and also always remember that it doesn't have to be a life and death situation where you make the choice to be an organ donor. There are living kidney donors. There are living liver donors, bone marrow, huge thing. Even blood donations, huge thing. You know, don't just put it off like somebody else will do it. I would have loved to have said somebody else will say goodbye to their child to save someone's life. Uh But at the end of the day, I was the one. My family was the one that was put in that situation. My son was the one that was called to get his angel wings to save someone else. And it's just so important. There, I think when I've like been reading through things, there's like three to five thousand on the transplant waiting list in the state of Ohio alone.
0: Yeah, three thousand. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Absolutely that's that number needs to be lower it needs to be lower and as i said the education part of it how it works what happens and life bank i'm sure won't answer questions if anybody i don't want to put them out there but i'm assuming no, that they have absolutely. you know educational stuff is there we were kind of thrown into the fire i mean obviously my whole experience is kind of a blur so i don't even know who all was there i know there were multiple people that we dealt with and they were fabulous we were um, here locally, we were uh, close to Canton, Ohio, and we were at Altman hospital and the Life bank staff that was there with us in m i the staff nursing that was there with us at m i just phenomenal. He had a nurse there at Altman that was amazing, and she had dealt with Life Bank multiple times and and so she walked us through some of the questions because it was like that initial kind of blow when that first call comes in is like. Okay, this is real. Yeah. This is you know, yeah. he's he's really gonna pass. This is a real thing. This is this is not a joke. It might be a nightmare, but it's not what we're gonna wake up from anytime soon. Right. Um, right. but educate yourself on what's out there. Lives are being saved because of organ donation. Um, and families extended and I and, and that's in a couple ways. You know, Garrison's recipients are extending their time. You know, there are two amazing women that are celebrating Mother's Day now with their children and their grandchildren. But we have extended family now because of Garrison's donation and because of Life Bank. We have extended our family. I've made the joke kind of with both ladies that everybody will say to me, how many kids do you have? And I'll just kind of giggle because um, my husband and I were foster parents, as I noted with Garrison and, and adoptive parents as well. Um, and then we also have two biological children. So altogether, wow. we have a total of 11. To, <laughs> we have a total of 11 children. Wow. <laughs> two of them biological and nine adopted. Um, and because we were so close with our kids and So active, I was blessed that I was able to be a stay-at-home mom for most of the years with my children, and very involved, like with the athletics side of things, the mothers' clubs, and things like that. So I was blessed, especially by Garrison and his older sister Alisa, that I have lots of bonus children. Kind of known around Minerva as Mama Markins, and that's a title I wear very proudly. and And all of my my children and my bonus children, they all know they need anything, Mama Markins is here and and they can call me and and even a lot of Garrison's best friends will still to this day stop up and just pop in the house and be like, Hey Mama Markins and and just wanna stop and give you a hug and they'll text me and check on me and and um one of the things that has helped with me with Garrison (laughs) is that his friends haven't forgotten him.
0: Mm.
1: And they haven't forgotten us as a family. They haven't just stopped coming to the house because Garrison's not here. And because they stopped, it makes us feel like he's still here. He's still a part of their lives, just as much as he's part of our lives. And it's not unusual for me to go over to the cemetery to see Garrison and to clean up his grave and to add flowers. Or if our, we have a couple younger children, we have a a 10 year old and then we have a grandson that's six that we're raising that was and it's not unusual to go over and the kids are over there or the kids have been there and left you know little hearts or and and so one of the things that we have done is that um we did kind of a a rock garden around garrison and left sharpie markers and i posted it on garrison's legacy page and said all right guys we love hearing the stories we love seeing the signatures the autographs and days that I'm missing him I'll go over and just to read the stuff that the kids have left even adults have left Uh, like notes and it touches a mom's heart that as a mom I think I did something right raising him
0: oh absolutely absolutely Um, and that's how you know is when the community rallies around you and reaches back um, yeah, and you know. That's that's how you know.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um we actually I had said earlier about the gentleman, it's a news reporter here in town that did a story on Garrison and actually even the Canton Repository did a big article on Garrison right after he passed. And um they're working I'm working with them, I should say, to spread the news about Garrison's legacy and to um, you know, let everybody know about the gift of life walk that we're doing um, for Garrison in his memory and in his honor. And I keep pulling everybody. I'm like, hey, you know, you want to do this with me? <laughs> right now, I'm trying yeah. to talk. I'm trying to talk Garrison's older sister into doing the um, the rappel down the wall. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Okay. Well, Molly, we appreciate your your sharing Garrison with Thank us you. and sharing your story. And please know that LifeBank is here whenever you need us and Garrison lives on. He Thank lives you. on not only in the recipients, but in all our hearts. We understand. Yes. And um, wow, what a kid, right?
1: Thank you. One other thing that I will share with you and then I know, I'll let you go. Um, with Garrison's loss, um, so my husband and I, Different times we've gone to doctor's appointments or just, you know, different places when we've been traveling. It's one-on-one in the car. And we'll be talking. We're like, what do we want his his legacy to be with not just organ donation, but in life? Like, what do we want it to be? And, and three simple things came to mind. And one of them um, you alluded to earlier, and it's how we sign everything. It's triumph over tragedy. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. It's obviously tragic that we've lost our son so young, but we're going to triumph over it. And we are going to make Garrison's life matter more than the 20 years that it walked this earth. And secondly, uh, when Garrison was getting ready to leave for college, he was a a mama's boy. He was a lap sitter. Even when he was in high school, Um, (laughs) he was, he was very close um, with his mama, and I loved every second of it. Matter of fact, one of the things that I asked to do in the hospital right before he passed, I'm like, can I just please lay in bed with him one more time? Because he was he would lay down with me and just cuddle with me and talk and just mm. tell me about what was going on. And they couldn't do that because, you know, obviously with him being an organ donor, if he coded, they needed to be easy, you know, have easy access to him. That his nurse made it possible for him to be slid over into my arms to be on my lap one more time no. for 45 minutes.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And it is for 45 minutes I will never forget. But while I'll never forget it, I will also never be ungrateful for it. And I will always cherish every second of it. For sure. And with that said... I sent Garrison to college with a plaque that said three simple things, but it's three simple things that if everyone in this world could live by, this world would be a much better place. And that is to love hard, love deep, and love fiercely. everyone that comes into your path. Wow. And even though Garrison's re- recipients came into our path during our tragedy We are going to love hard, love deep, and love fiercely and choose to triumph over that tragedy by extending our family, by allowing them more days as a family, and giving the gift of life that we had to give.
0: So profound and so beautiful. And we just thank you for sharing Garrison with us today. And thank you for allowing me to. Oh No, it's our honor. What a story care. Okay, Molly. Thank you so much, Colleen. We hope you found today's episode informative and inspirational. You know, you can save lives simply by going to lifebanc.org and registering your donation decision. You can catch Let's Talk About Life on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, but you can always find it at lifebank.org. We thank you for listening and we hope you come back next time. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at infolifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is dependent on it.